Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about strategies for finding more peace and calm. Now, I wanted to start out by talking about the larger picture, and then later on I want to get a little bit more granular of things that you can actually see happening in your life to do those larger things that we are talking about. Because managing anxiety and finding peace and calm in those times of distress can be really challenging, but life is stressful and we are going to have stressful moments and all kinds of events and things happening in our life that we really don't have a lot of control over. So we need to know how to handle this. And it isn't really managing our anxiety as much as we are managing the stress and managing our response. Because the anxiety just comes of its own. It isn't a thing that we need to corral or beat with a stick. It's just something that comes naturally after we have set ourselves up and let ourselves interpret things that might be able to have been looked at in a different manner without so much fear and so many scary thoughts. So there are strategies that we can do that can be helpful. And so I thought I'd go over some of the bigger things first. Now I talk about these things here and there throughout the episodes, but I wanted to corral them together here. And the first one up is our breathing. Now with our breathing, we're going to see all kinds of different ways to breathe online and in the books that you read and other podcasts that you listen to. And so the thing that I want you to remember most of all is to have a longer and slower exhale. You hear me say it all the time because then the inhale will take care of itself and we don't have to force the air down into our lower lungs If our belly is relaxed and we have had a long, slow exhale, our inhale will go deeper as long as that belly's relaxed. But you know, when we are tense, when we are in distress, we are clenched down. So it is a thing that we have to hold in our head is that, can I physically relax my belly? Can I relax those muscles? 
so that my breath can be what it needs to be for this time and this situation. So keep in mind that it's a longer, slower exhale. I had a client today whose mother had shared with him a nice little way of remembering how to breathe when you are struggling or stressed out. And she had told him to breathe in, smell the daisies, and blow out the candles. I believe that's what it is. If I got it wrong, I am so sorry, because I'm sure you're listening. So see if you can remember that. Sometimes we need a little visualization like that to remember. Because when we are blowing out candles, what are we doing? We take that breath and we puff out our cheeks and we purse our lips and we blow it all out. And it's long and we can make it slow so that we can get all the candles blown out. So see if that helps you to remember in those distressing moments to take a longer and slower exhale. Thank you to my client who shared that with me today, by the way. (laughs) Now, next one up is your mindfulness and your meditation. By practicing mindfulness to be able to stay present in the moment, even if it is focusing on your breath, you can learn to see your thoughts. Don't need to push them away. Don't need to get rid of them. That's never going to happen but you can just let them pass by. Or if they decide they want to stay for a while, let them stay. You don't have to fuss with them. Just see them. When you do that, you are meditating. That is mindfulness, to be in that moment with that thought going through your head, and you can just see it. You don't have to go on with it. You don't have to make up a big story about it, how that's going to make something in the future happen or how that came up because of something in the past, just let it be there and focus on your breath again. Come back to the breath. We need to practice this. It doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen easily without practice. So just give it some time. Why not? Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Next up would be 
positive affirmations, to be able to repeat positive affirmations to yourself can be helpful. Now, a lot of people think this is just too fluffy, and that's fine. You don't need to do this. But we are filled daily, bombarded from the outside with negative thoughts, images, events, and we also generate a lot of our own negative thinking. It's just how we're built. This is how things go. So we need to be willful in bringing about positive thoughts or affirmations. So if you want to, there are other episodes that actually list positive affirmations. If you want to find one or two that are your favorites or make your own and repeat them to yourself, it can be very helpful to have something positive, uplifting, coming over and over in your head to just change the ratio of negative to positive thoughts. It's not an end-all be-all, but it certainly helps in extinguishing some of that negative thinking. Physical exercise is up next because it really is important for us to use our body, our physical activity, to release any built-up tension that we have been experiencing throughout the day. Even a short walk can make a significant difference. So keep that in mind. When you think, oh my gosh, what can I do? Maybe just a short walk. Because I remember when I was anxious, very anxious, I remember wanting to get up from my place at work, my board, and get out of the building and go walk or run. Like, I didn't know why I was feeling that, but that was the urge. And I think it was my own body's way of like, can we release some of this tension somehow? Go for a run, go for a walk. Next up would be grounding techniques. And that can be something as simple as feeling the texture of your your jacket, or an object that you are carrying in your pocket, or a ring or bracelet that you are wearing, and also can be just concentrating on the sensation of your breath. And your breath is always with you, so there's no excuse. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel yourself on your chair. Really feel where you are in your environment. It's grounding. It gives us a place. We become in our body instead of in our mind and only having a mind. Next up would be visualizations. And I like this a lot because I think many people are visual people. And if you could come up with a calming scene in your mind, you know, maybe it's a forest or a beach, a mountain, it could be your favorite park, whatever. Notice I picked natural settings, but it doesn't have to be that. Your own peaceful, calm picture that you can come up with in your mind and have this be your go-to. Maybe when you are sitting for a minute or two to be with your breath and have your longer, slower exhale, you could actually bring this calming scene to mind and start to marry the two, the calming breath along with this beautiful visualization and have the two become one in the same so that if you bring up the calming picture in your mind, your breath will begin to 
go slower and longer. Or if you begin to breathe longer and slower, the visualization may come up into your mind. We can build these things for ourselves and have our own little sanctuaries. Next up would be connecting with nature in real time. You could spend time outdoors. Nature has a real soothing effect on the mind, and it can really help to reduce anxiety. Sometimes we are inside seeing four walls and windows only for very long periods of time. So even if you can't get outside in the middle of the day or if the weather is inclement, you can look out a window. Let your gaze go further than four walls or the computer screen. We're really making ourselves very small by not being outside. And even if you don't have a park or some beautiful natural setting around you, that's fine. You can look up to the sky. Let the sky be your view. Whatever it is, make some time for it for you to connect with nature. And last of the big things is eliminating stimulants. So eliminate any stimulants that you have if you are finding that you are experiencing what we call, and I am doing air quotes, anxiety. If you are having times where you are feeling like I'm building up to a panic attack, there is no place in your life for stimulants. I believe that the last I heard the half-life of caffeine was 17 hours, which would mean that you are not really getting sleep without caffeine in your system, which could be problematic for some of you. Maybe not everybody. I am not here to tell you that everybody needs to do this, but I am saying if you are dealing with, quote, anxiety and afraid of going near the wormhole of panic, I would say eliminate any source of caffeine that you may have in your life that could be causing you restlessness. So now let's move to the more granular side of ways that we can ignite some peace and calm in our lives. There are a number of ways that we can reignite our rest and digest wing of our nervous system. And I'd love to hear yours. If you have additional ones to this list, you could send those to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. I always love hearing from you. One would be laughter. Any kind of laughter, let's get ourselves laughing. And the more of a belly laugh you can get, the better. It is stimulating our parasympathetic nervous system. It is telling your mind and body everything is okay so that amygdala can stand down. That's what all of these things are going to do that I'm talking about. Let the laughter come. Let the amygdala go back to sleep and let us enjoy the moments of our lives without there being that underlying current of there's a problem. I'm scanning the horizon. Laughter is one way out of that. And so is intimacy. This is a way that we can be intimate with people, our pets, our way of relating to the world in an intimate manner where it is really important to us and we can feel it in our soul. Next up would be 
petting your pets, whatever kind of pet you have, having that intimacy with the pet, petting them, it's tactile. Your mind and body are getting the message that all is well. There is no reason for the amygdala to be ready to jump and protect you. No need for all those stress hormones to be raging. You are calm and your pet is your helper in that way. And you are also giving them a gift. Next up would be gratitude. I talk a lot about gratitude because it doesn't cost us anything to bring to mind the things that we are grateful for. Even if all you can come up with are one or two, do this on a daily basis and it gets to be remarkable how your mind will start to be looking for things to be grateful for. You don't have to make a real effort with it right now. Just take a second right now and feel in your heart and soul what you are grateful for. Come up with two things in your mind and be grateful for them on purpose, consciously. What happens is we run through life and all we remember are the difficulties and the problems and the traffic jams and the whatever, whatever, but they're negative. When we take time for gratitude, we are taking time to let our heart feel the things that matter to us and that we are grateful for. And if you feel to, I say, write them down. Three to five every day will change your life. Next up would be generosity. It's important for us to be givers. When we help another, this is why I think that our ACP Facebook group is so wonderful. When people actually help another in that group, yes, they're being generous and they are helping, but they are also getting the gift of doing that. It is remarkable. We get to give to someone else and it helps us. I want you to pay attention to where you can be generous throughout your day just by giving someone a smile, thanking the cash register clerk. I mean, it's kind of funny, but we've learned to go through our days, some of us, without paying any attention to what we're actually doing. See if you can find a few places that you could be generous. Next up would be singing, and this is awesome. Singing is going to change how you are breathing. I remember when I was very anxious and having to drive to maybe pick up the kids from a party or something from a place I was not familiar with, and I might have been really nervous, and I remember singing to myself in the car. I don't know what prompted me to do that because we weren't talking about anxiety back then, so I don't think I knew anything about singing. I think I just thought it would make me happy and take my mind off of what I was worried about. Singing is going to help you. It changes how you are breathing. It brings you joy. And if you don't know the words to songs, I'm telling you, Spotify has that little thing, that little button you can push, and it gives you all the words. I'm telling you what we would have given for that back in the 70s and 60s. My goodness, we had to read the album covers if they had the words in them. Next up would be repetitive motion activities. This repetitive motion lets your mind and body know all is well. All is well. 
This could be knitting, it could be crocheting, it could be needlepoint. I'm thinking of those off the top of my head, but any repetitive motion. And so I think you would do well to find something like that if you find yourself particularly anxious in the evening. Maybe this is a new craft or hobby you could take up. Next up, inspirational reading. That speaks for itself. It just changes what you're thinking about, changes how you're looking at the world. And then prayer and meditation. Again, those speak for themselves, but it changes the way you are thinking. It changes how you are seeing the world. Being quiet in nature. I think I mentioned that earlier. Our body scan. You could go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and go to the body scan page and get that audio or go to YouTube. There's all kinds of them on there. And your sleep. Sleep can be a way that you can ignite your rest and digest side of your nervous system. I forgot who it is. I remember somebody back in the day, an inspirational speaker of some sort said, when you don't know what to do, take a nap. So take a nap, a short one, because I don't want to disrupt your sleep at night. Compassion for yourself and others is another way. Light therapy, I want you to pay attention to that, especially if you live in those darker areas of the world. And journaling, and journaling joy. This is a very specific way of journaling, writing out the things that you find are joyful. Maybe you're making up stories. Maybe you're writing a screenplay. Maybe you are just writing joyful things that you saw throughout your day but writing beautiful, happy, joyful things. It's an exercise. It isn't an end-all, be-all, but it shifts many of these things. That's what we're doing. We are shifting where our focus is, where our attention goes. That's where our energy is when we want that to be in a place that is life-enhancing, and that is on our rest and digest side of our nervous system. And we're all different, and we'll each have our own favorite ways to enter the parasympathetic nervous system wing. But the point here is to make time and space to do it. This is not frivolous. This is self-care, and it is healing. I hope today's show was helpful, and I want to thank each and every one of you who have sent me emails recently. You know you are in my heart. Thank you. And now for today's quote. Peace comes from within. Do not seek it without. And that's from the Buddha. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.